not be uh, the whole responsibility is on me as a service provider and rather it's like okay, it's a collaborative process and always looking for that even if uh, tomorrow shubhankar is not there like how can things be self sustainable hi everyone so nice to have you back here on our weekly show where we are asking the what if question to picture a world we can help create together you just heard shubhankar pot He is the founder of Lantern Edu Sports Foundation, a not-for-profit organization working closely with under-resourced schools in the state of Maharashtra in India. Lantern was founded in 2018 with a vision to achieve exceptional learning outcomes for the children's overall development, regardless of their demographic and economic determinants. To understand this better, Shubhankar takes us back in time. I was growing up in a small town. I always felt it was a privilege to get where I was from, uh, considering the humble background that I was from. Like my mother was from a scheduled caste family in a remote village, and my father from a family who migrated to India during the 1940s from Partition, and uh, the entire family had to start all over again. I had lived a privileged life because my parents took the pain and uh, fought against all odds. to get educated right and uh, when i looked at my cousins or when i used to go back to my native place like i or my mother's place like i would see like uh, their sort of peers like my mm-hmm. people who grew up with my parents their life was so different from our lives and just being a tier 2 city and compared to that from a rural area the opportunities that i had and the access and basically if you can say that i read uh, story books i went for like Sports coaching. I went for a drawing class, and mm-hmm. and I went to English medium convent school. And like well, like my cousins or like my parents' peers, their children they uh, were devoid of all this. And it was just a matter of three hours, four hours from where we stayed, like the the village and town where we stayed. Anyway, it was all again that that my parents had taken up this pain to pursue education and sort of had hardships in their life where they had to stay away from the family and do odd jobs and. just complete the education so i mean it was all because of that and i felt very uh, privileged and fortunate that i was at a right end of the spectrum mm-hmm. so I, i i did my engineering like the middle class family the parents always have desire that the child has to become a engineer or a doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> so as a so i actually am a software engineer by qualification and after uh, finishing my graduation i joined accenture in mumbai and uh, two years into my job and after my, after some soul searching i realized that i didn't want to do this throughout my life i wanted to do a job and i which could contribute directly to remove the inequality in the society right and i was not sure what i would do like education was not something that i thought of like working in the education sector but i think i just wanted to do something for the uh, society and the community and that is when i came across teach for india and uh, i think more than the teaching aspect which was advertised like the leadership bit of it like actually become a leader and you can lead changes in the classroom in school in the community i think that sort of appealed to me and i joined the teach india fellowship in the second year with my students in school i felt a little helpless as i wasn't able to integrate any form of sporting activities for them to engage in we had no infrastructure dedicated to sports nor did we have coaching capabilities and this was a common occurrence in most public schools lucky for us shubhankar school team had set up the right pitch tournament which was an inter school cricket competition open to all schools associated with teach for india 
And before we knew it, we had practice equipment, a cricket coach, and a group of extremely happy and excited faces ready to train for the tournament. So my first introduction to the students was in 2014 when I was placed in a eighth grade classroom in Shivaji Nagar, Govardhan. It has the high, uh, lowest uh, human development in India uh, index all over India. Like it's ironically there's a there's a link road like there's a freeway Chembur uh, to the South Bombay. There's a freeway. And okay. to one end of the freeway is Govandi, like which is the lowest human development index. And the other end of this 23, 22 kilometers long freeway is like South Bombay, which has the highest human development index in India. So yeah. that's the irony there. So there were like 140 bright-eyed adolescent kids that I was responsible for. And when I went in the classroom, I found the students were very restless. It was difficult for them to see instant results from hard work, and the constant disappointment that they are seen in the community has normalized an attitude of disrespect in the classroom. Yeah, like they would just not take anything seriously, and some of them were like perceived themselves as slow learners or unable to learn and the apathy to their immediate environment. Mm-hmm. Like they would just. given up on studies like they would just given up on life and they would get into like bad habits uh, they would be very abusive they would get into like substance abuse and all like outside school and if they had a choice they would not have been in school like they would just roam around and like do uh, random things throughout the day so they were given this uh, tough community landscape uh, no fanciful behavior management techniques worked with them and all the classroom outcomes in the first couple of months were abysmal it was like hey, what am i doing here like what am i even trying to change like what is my goal and in the midst of all this uh, cacophony of disappointments i realized that the students loved sports and uh, they would be at the best behavior on the day they had a pt lecture to make sure that they didn't miss out on it So mm-hmm. other teachers and all they would be very scared to take them for PT because just uh, the year before I joined there was a uh, like student who fell in the like a sewage canal just beside the school like there was a small place just beside the school where students can run play and all it was not a proper playground just beside that was a open sewage canal and uh, the previous years uh, student had fallen down in the in that so the teachers were really scared to take them out and uh, like. I mean, I just took a do the rest. Uh, let me take them out, and so I was also like very inclined towards sports. And I mean, I played sports when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just took. The, I used to take them out, and they were at the best behavior on that day. And I would make it a point if you are behaving well, only then I'll take you out. Mm-hmm. And there's only one hour of playtime in the week, and they would just uh, chase each other or play hide and seek in the backyard of the school, as I said. um the school did not have any proper play playground equipment or like physical education teacher and but that they would run around and just be with their friends like some of them would be just chatting and just having the time so that the free time i think that is something that students missed a lot and there wasn't any opportunity to truly and blissfully play so i realized this that this can be something i can use this sort of a challenge i can turn it into an opportunity like in a different way the idea of using sports as a tool to impact behavior and associated learning outcomes of the children came to me and i started rewarding the students who displayed good behavior throughout the week for sports like i would take them for sports so we had fridays and sundays off the school was in a like a mosque compound so we had fridays also off Okay. So and then like uh, I used to take them for sports uh, on Fridays if they had behaved well throughout the week like uh, they done their homework or they were present for like at least four days in the week uh, so this then I would take them for sports and this worked like magic the okay. students even the most disinterested one started working hard for this reward like they were completing the classwork and homework on time in order to get to play on this Fridays I reached out to a few other fellows once I saw that uh, this was working out well and actually whatever they were trying to sort of 
tell them in the class like be respectful or uh, work together and don't abuse and like follow rules so this is all happening like very organically in the sports field yeah. and i thought ki uh, maybe this can be replicated in other classrooms also so some other fellows like i got to know like we were also struggling with adolescent kids then we met and discussed like how can we promote this further mm-hmm. and uh, so we thought of why don't we have a inter school competition for interested school so leading to the tournament we organized some training session for the participants to prepare them better so we got some lesson plans so basically where we would focus on certain uh, life skills or values do a reflection circle at the end of the play time and we also got proper playing equipment clothing and shoes for them Mm-hmm. uh so this program instilled a lot of confidence in the students and during the training sessions and the matches you could see that the leadership qualities in students they were actually prominently coming out and students were also imbibing values like hard work respect and grit uh it also helped to break gender stereotypes as girls participated in the program too like in the first uh, three years uh, it was a mixed gender team like across all age categories and later on we had a good participation of girls so we actually could uh, have separate team for girls and boys but then what happened was it was able to break the gender stereotypes and girls from in the younger classrooms as well as from the elder classroom also they participated and there was a lot of unrest in the community because of that because coming from a very conservative community but then like i think the gender stereotype was broken over time mm-hmm. and a lot of positive changes were seen like children taking ownership to be on time on the practice ground like they're showing self control to choose healthy food and uh, making plans together for a match the giving and taking feedback from each other we were thrilled to see so many desirable impacts in the life of the students and decided that we should do this program every year mm-hmm. and uh, that is how like uh, we started the right pitch the life skills come sports development program for children from underprivileged backgrounds and uh, so this was my be the change project teach for india fellows uh, they pick up a problem that they see in the classroom and school or the community and try to find a solution to it and that is the project that they have and yeah so it started from 2014 15 uh, i stayed on with my students for 3 years so, so this was 8th grade when i had joined them and i stayed on with them through 9th and 10th grade so uh, not only did i teach them the academic subjects but also i felt that there was a need to be their mentor and obviously the, with the right pitch coming in i was a sports coach and uh, and at times i was like their elder brother too i realized that with all my efforts in the 3 years i have been able to do some get uh, get some desirable impact in terms of like the community trusting me the parents trusting me and actually uh, students actually able to see there a big picture for them like uh, having a, a big goals and ambitions for them even the girls also like the parents were also very open to send them to colleges outside of govandi like maybe to south bombay or at least to the others so that much um, that was happening but what i realized with all this efforts and like three years i was only able to uh, work with 140 students and which were in the class and there are more than 2000 students in the same school and 320 million children all over india not received this the quality education this constant reinforcement or like a positive narration by a teacher in, in their lives so after finishing my fellowship i worked as an assistant school leader in a low income school in malwani mumbai so this is with the teachers also like with the teachers in the school and i tried new structures basically whatever i had uh, experimented and come up with during my fellowship years in my classroom i tried to put it across the entire school grade pre primary to grade 10 mm-hmm. i was working with uh, the teachers and uh, sort of trained them like had a uh, like a whole 
your uh, long term plan like not only for subject but also for the school as a whole then observe the lessons give feedback and leadership conversations with the teachers so basically it was not only about pushing the teachers to teach in a better way but also like become that mentor become that guide become that person where the students can actually bond with and the students can look up to something which uh, as a fellow i was able to do i wanted the teachers that i was working with like they would be also able to do that their students i had my moments of joy when i saw the teachers they use new teaching techniques and made structures for behavior management or whatever feedback i gave they implemented immediately one of the biggest wins would be maybe stop hitting the kids even though uh, rt act was passed like way back in 2003 but then corporal punishment was a big still a thing like it was, it was not like the awareness was not there and even parents would come and tell hey, if the uh, child is not listening why don't you hit the child stopping that and using behavior management techniques not giving them corporal punishment that was i think one of the biggest wins then but i also struggled a lot with tracking student outcome because what i felt was the teachers uh, they would not get the crux of it when it was just told to follow certain structures mm-hmm. and um, there was again the, the consistency with structures was not there because they were just following instructions and and maybe as i said like the mindsets of the school staff management and parents that was something which needed to change and also i felt sometimes there was a lack of integrity uh, in, in terms of like what they were reporting and what actually actually happening so this i realized that there are too many challenges in the school and community and it cannot be dependent on few teachers or like uh, someone from outside to or like a school leader to like be sort of be the change maker it has to be a movement and and i then i thought ki what is some that which made me so invested in the vision one day all children will attain an equal education mm-hmm. and the answer was like the teach finder fellowship experience i went through right. like leadership development journey that i went so i think that is something which actually helped me in my transition from my uh, computer science engineer to someone who was uh, like into education and social work and dreamt of reaching uh, out to as many children as possible making holistic education a reality for them so uh, i thought like why can't we have some of the existing teachers and school leaders uh, from the community to undergo a similar experience of a leadership development journey and then after the fellowship empower them to lead changes in the community so it was with this thought i founded lantern edu sports foundation uh, the vision was to provide holistic education to all children from underprivileged families by empowering passionate educators from the community which started as a project in my teach for india classroom with 140 children has grown over the last 6 years and we have worked with more than over 3000 students and 50 teachers and 30 sports coaches from over 25 schools and uh, more than 10 communities in mumbai so mm-hmm. right now we are working with two schools in malwani where we are uh, implementing the whole school transformation program with them like trying to help the school with improving the student learning outcomes by working with the teachers as well as school leaders and coming up with a common school development plan So in all this wonderful work that you have been doing who would you say are the heroes the ones who have pioneered the goals and the mission that you have I think uh, the heroes of my organization would be the student alumni and the teachers and the sports coaches uh, that we have trained from the community I always believe that uh, there are talented and passionate people in in the community they just need to be motivated given access and exposure and a platform to express themselves so um, most of the settlers are migrants from the other backward states of india who have shifted to mumbai for work and income mm-hmm. men work as wagers or cab drivers or rickshaw drivers security guards in the nearby 
societies and malls and the female members either work as maids or are involved in the small scale industries in the community or are homemakers so these parents like they feel education can move them out of poverty and with high hopes they send their children to schools and whatever little they have they invest in their education mm. right and how difficult is it like to come from outside and create a sustainable change here so i that's the reason i would say that the heroes of my organization are people from the community who have uh, reached a certain uh, level of i would say self realization they have realized what the potential that group of power that they have to create changes the self belief that they have got i think the amazing work that they have been doing like it so i think the mission for us was to create a movement of leaders in the community and i've seen how the student alumni the teacher and the sports coaches have gone ahead and started their own little initiative in the classroom in the school or in the community and the most satisfying part is whatever they do is well thought out and in a planned manner it's not like a knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. like they have set smart goals and they do not get demotivated when the progress is slow they've developed a lot of critical thinking and problem solving skills and take the ownership of creating changes in the class school or community and one thing i must say that they're very brave and they're not afraid to fail and that i think becomes very important because what you're trying to do and what the community is trying to do is is for the long run it's it's not a sprint but it's a marathon so having that realization is very important hi it's me again remember the right pitch tournament my kids were a part of they didn't win that year and that was okay because what they won is an opportunity one that allowed them to train in a sport together and take that team spirit on the field it is commonly understood that once circumstances dictate the opportunities that open up for them in life but sometimes it is a matter of opening those closed doors and saying hi there let's share this opportunity and build something valuable together in terms of impact even though there are numbers and all i can share but i think i always want to talk about um these three people so one is a school leader in malwani uh, farid sir uh, one is a teacher uh, samreen miss again from malwani and another is a student alumni who mm-hmm. was my student and who was a part of right pitch and is from gowandi okay. uh, so uh, if we talk about farid sir so he has been one of the like most inspiring school leaders that i have worked with and and i would say that journey that he has taken up on himself like to change the face of education in malwani and it's a collaborative process i feel like with him like it's not the uh, the whole responsibility is on me as a service provider and rather it's like okay it's a collaborative process and always looking for that ki even if uh, tomorrow shubhankar is not there like how can things be self sustainable right uh, within the 15 days of the school shutdown like the online learning session was started so we just got on a call with discuss ki this is something that the high income schools are doing and learning for them hasn't stopped and he right. was like can we do it for our teachers and then like we together plan and we came up with a teacher training program like where we sort of upskill the teachers how to use zoom how to use, make presentations how to use uh, like youtube videos how to record that and all mm-hmm. uh, and how to upload on youtube uh, basically um, so started and then he he himself started attending webinars and learning best practices and uh, like how i would do that and then we would come back and debrief okay this is something we can do in the school and um, one thing i really like about is like uh, 
he has his uh, standard operating procedures not only he did it for the online learning and uh, but even before that also when normal in person physical school was going on that time also he had standard operating procedures to make sure he, his time is free for like taking the more critical decision right. and um, it was academic learning uh, like which was online but also like he organized sessions for the social and emotional well-being uh, like he uh, organized the virtual parents meeting and there was a online student presentation so and apart from that at the beginning like when the lockdown was full force uh, we actually collaborated and four other school leaders and we raised funds like to teach one of those were school leaders and Mm-hmm. like there was teachment uh, alumni uh, like we were able to sort of help more than 3000 families like in malwani and some of them multiple times so i'm just okay. like talking about this initiative like this um, this is the stories that uh, i'm not saying this has happened because of me and the impact is totally on something that lantern or shubankar has contributed to but i mm-hmm. i feel like um, there are people like this who are leaders and they just needed to be given that exposure that needed to be given that opportunity and a platform to express themselves and sometimes they would need some guidance some some sort of connection some networking to be made and, right. and they're self sufficient uh, the other person i would like to talk about is uh, samreen miss she was in her family like she was always looked down upon because uh, like again like in a family from a low income background like women are always looked as as uh, liabilities and they have to be sort of taken care of and they have to be like uh, provided for and they have they will have to be get married to married off mm-hmm. and all that looked at liability and uh, that is something that um, she really felt bad about and why she wanted to have a career for herself and like sort of do a job and be successful in her life so that was the motivation that she had and uh yeah obviously like um, she was a great teacher and like she learned a lot and she delivered a lot of learning outcomes in the class but like she didn't uh, complete her education like that way she didn't have a teaching degree and all so she knew that uh, she has to earn more or to go to a better school or something like she needed this like degree right and there was an opportunity where a distance learning course had opened up opened up and and then she could actually uh do that distance learning course like get certified as a teacher and still continue her job but then she didn't have the money to register or enroll for that course obviously she couldn't ask her family for money so she actually uh, took a gold loan she kept her earrings uh, at a bank or a lender and then uh, she took money and she paid for the course fee of that pro- i mean that course So that is a kind of investment that that has happened like people trusting them and they are able to see the successes right and yeah. then that leads motivates them to do even more things that they never thought themselves they would be doing it in general and uh, lastly I would like to talk about say so he is one of my students and mm-hmm. uh, right now he is opened up his own uh, community center in Govandi so he is in the first year of his college right now he's uh, he just passed grade 12 this year he's in the first year of his college and for uh, for almost like a year and a half like this was when he was in his 12th grade only that he had started uh, he had taken up a community center like there was a space there in the community and he had started teaching students there and uh, I mean younger students like english and he like, helped them uh, with the school work and all because uh, the learning that happens in school wasn't like sufficient enough like Mm-hmm. students would need more help and these they were like from poor backgrounds so they couldn't actually uh, afford tuition this is where said uh, then took up the responsibility of training these kids and not only it was limited to only academics but also he made play sports he tried to collaborate with me uh, where i could give him some equipment and then i sort of helped him out with some other networks he uh, also reached out to some people from this tata institute of social science which is very near to govandi 
and he made those connections and actually he got some like books and he set up a library in his community center so this is like what i mean by like uh, the community driving the changes like these are all people yeah. from the community and they have been able to see like what a little bit of dedication and grit and this self confidence does and now they are just uh, taking their uh, destiny in their own hands and like making sure that it's not only that they are getting the benefits but also the community as a whole are getting the benefits uh, regular reflection brings out the best out of people and yeah. as an organization we have been trying to build in the reflective practices in our staff the stakeholders that we work in work with um instead of telling them ki this is what you should do or this is this was right this was wrong like we give them this thinking questions where they can just sit back take a step back and reflect okay this is what i did what are the consequences what are the mindsets that i was operating from and then like let them decide something that they desired is it something that they would do it again so i think that leads to i mean this reflective process leads to uh, more independence in terms of like the decision making that these people would do the teachers or the students it it would be like something which would not need to be directed every now and then they would be they would follow instructions when they have to follow instructions but they would not be waiting for instructions always and they would know what to do what is the right thing to do and uh, like they would be actually true to themselves now other thing that uh, we have learned is collaborative planning with input okay. from all stakeholders so how we generally work is like we start with the orientation with the school leaders and teachers and some student leaders where we explain why are we there and how can we help and come up with goals for the year so we always look for this collaborative approach rather than us as a service provider so this makes the stakeholders responsible for the outcomes and gets them invested in the process right it makes people uh, equally responsible for change and also builds their capacity to continue the process when lantern or shubhankar is not there and i think the third thing i think this this might be a very uh, cliched one but then uh, i feel like where there is a will there is a way Mm-hmm. uh grit can overcome all barriers and like most barriers are our mind blocks i think we feel like okay we didn't uh, these people are from the community they are they're not from good colleges or they didn't have the best of life experiences they might not be lead that great leaders and i think this is the same thing that it's not what other people perceive of like people coming from low income background but also the inherent thoughts and feelings that they have for themselves like yeah. uh, i think there is a mind block there like if you maybe ask a child uh, or a teacher or a principal like from a low income background school or community and uh, ask the same kind of uh, or like maybe just have a face off like between a child from an affluent family apart from the, uh, the actual skills or the actual knowledge like i think they'll start thinking about the background and like where they have come from and they'll just start doubting them yeah and then the, i mean a simple thing which has to be done like they would they might just find start finding excuses to why they can't do it rather than find the one reason why they can do it they would find thousand excuses why they can't do it and i think it's all in the mind so yeah i'm so glad that you brought that up because that's also something that i strongly believe in that regardless of your background or your socioeconomic condition those things do not define who you are and sometimes in most cases it is the society that um imposes such mindset into young children and as they grow up they start believing that they are that person and those are the things that define them but it is inspiring to hear that you have been working with some passionate educators who are not letting such 
barriers or thoughts or mindset of them from realizing their true potential and the same goes for the kids and that's that's the vision i have for education in india where words like underprivileged underresourced or economically challenged do not exist in the dictionary of education if you would like to call it that yeah thanks for sharing that yeah when you look ahead what do you envision for the newly merged barefoot edu foundation and um, what are your hopes what are your dreams what is the bigger picture that you see when you think of this new synergy there's so many people who are doing similar work but then they're not talking to each other they're just working in silos mm-hmm. and uh, like I, i strongly believe like in collaboration and like together we really can do so much i've always believed in the power of collaboration and that's why if i would just want to share this story and if it inspires uh, some co-founders of like some organization just to think about like where are the possible places like where they can collaborate instead of doing everything by themselves uh, like it would be good thing so nick landon and barefoot they were both incubators of an incubation program edumentum and it is in one of these base camps that was organized by the incubator that we came to meet, know each other well mm-hmm. and from conversations to know each other's program better we understood that it was very easy to work with each other because we had the similar kinds of uh, belief systems the values the work ethic and um, yeah so initially we thought of sharing a office space when we would come to mumbai come back to mumbai and like have maybe common consultants for finance and legal etc right uh, and then we thought of starting a program together but covid came and along with that the challenges post education continuity in the low low income space also came so the program couldn't go ahead and either we could actually take up office together or like uh, like start share resources mm-hmm. but then it was then we were just discussing how can we support our uh, the school that we are working in and uh, we collaboratively came up with an idea of a school leadership incubator okay. like uh, by the name renuma so in this program we envision that the school leader is an entrepreneur and the school is an organization okay. and what we would do but we would be building the capacity of the school leader not only in school management but also in communication fundraising entrepreneurial mindset so that they can undertake the school transformation projects themselves so they would not require a lantern or a barefoot to come and do the transformation for them they would be with us uh, like it would be like a fellowship for the basically the school leaders they would come be a part of this track they would learn the different aspects of becoming an entrepreneur like communication mm-hmm. fundraising and also obviously the school management bit and um, and they would be able to make sure that the school is progressing and they are able to not only this covid situation but also in general like uh, like how schools this low income schools they struggle a lot like in in terms of like uh, sustaining themselves like going to going from one level to the next level mm-hmm. uh, so how can they actually do that so both the organizations came together to so- solve a common challenge that the low income private schools were facing uh, of uh, sustainability and effective school management which got aggravated due to the lockdown mm-hmm. we brought in our collective skills and experiences and uh, brainstormed and came up with this idea of this uh, leadership incubator and it was then we realized the okay it makes more sense to like uh, work together as one organization because uh, uh, anyway i was looking uh, for co-founders and uh, didn't have to go that far like there were two of them uh, jonathan and somya uh, like from barepur and the ideologies matched and we had complementary skills and the kind of work ethic that we have like is very similar right. we thought why not like we get ourselves merged as i said like together we can do so much more that both the teams coming together and i feel that we are a very agile and talented team that we have like and looking ahead i can see a lot of innovation in the education space 
ஒர்க்கிங்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ல in this regard i'm hopeful of partnership with the government too and taking our programs to many more districts and schools i really like the idea that you make the school leader believe that they're an entrepreneur and the school is their organization because that really changes the way you then approach and operate and hopefully that will reap some really good rewards in the future okay so now we come to the what if question this is a question that hopes to get everyone thinking about all the good work that can come out us collaborating picturing a world that we can create together so what if a group of your students come to you in 5 years time and they ask you for advice on how they can start their own movement of leaders what would you tell them i think the first thing that i'll i'll tell them is to believe in your idea whatever idea they have in, in terms of creating the movement so just to believe in that idea no matter if there's no other supporter Mm-hmm. because what i have seen in uh, my students that i have also maybe discussed before uh, in terms of when we are uh, dealing with this children from the economically challenged background or from the socially challenged backgrounds there's always an inhibition in them uh, that doubt in them uh, that are we good enough dreams are also very uh, limited and because they have no role models in the community they have not seen people who have taken that path before and become successful and really been able to to achieve more than what like other people in the community have achieved so that self belief and like the confidence is um, like building that is a, ch- a challenge i think so uh, we have been working a lot on this mindset bit also like along with uh, developing the skills and the capacities in them like giving exposing to the, them to the knowledge uh, apart from that like also the building that i can mindset in them and so as i said like the first thing that i would want them is to believe in their own ideas no matter if nobody is supporting them or it it seems like very utopian even even if that is a case but then just believe in that idea mm-hmm. and uh, even if they have some sort of failures in the well starting off just be gritty like accept the defeats with humility if there's something that they have not done properly own it up mm-hmm. say sorry move on and initiatives can fail but people move on they build on the next big thing mm-hmm. so i think that mindset they need to have it in them um, be honest being honest to the stakeholders even if they're working with the community or they're trying to um, form partnerships with other ngos or then form partnership with the government funder or something just be honest to the stakeholders mm-hmm. and again like just be humble and say that it's uh, it's something you're trying to innovate and obviously in a when you're trying to innovate like even thomas alva edison he failed 99 times before mm-hmm. he uh, invented the light bulb so just keep the dialogue alive um, even if you make any mistake just admit it move on and i mean not feel shy about talking about your ideas openly like mm. just just be very outlandish think big and walk the talk mm-hmm. so even if you have that idea they said which you feel like is not properly cooked it's prop- not properly shaped up ask for help like just share your ideas try to crowdsource more into it try to flesh it out but then be very confident about what you are trying to do and don't feel shy about it i mean it's an idea that you have and you do have certain um, skills capabilities 
to actually come up with that idea to be brave enough to come up with that idea so just be very open about it and other thing i think i should tell them is i have realized after being in the sector for like some time mm-hmm. you need to stay fit you need to eat healthy you need to mm-hmm. have a, a focus on the well being so that you battle hard because this is not yes. like a one time thing that you just do it and it starts off and then it will just go into autopilot mode you have to keep in investing you have to get in more people uh, you have to keep on reinventing so get that uh, find time time to stay fit uh, get the time to do whatever like whichever make, makes you happy spend time with family like get that emotional energy also so that mm-hmm. it's a long hard battle you need to uh, actually sustain and survive yourself and then only maybe mm-hmm. magic you can see some years down the line and just to sum it up like i'll just say ki stay hungry stay foolish now another question i like including in the show is about gratitude which i believe is very important so Shavanka, what are you grateful for today? Thank you. I think even uh, I also take this time out, like at least if not on a daily basis, at least in in a couple of days, at least like just reflect, make sure to express the gratitude. Makes you feel that you are just one piece of the puzzle, and there's so much, so many stakeholders, so many other people also who are contributing to uh, like the bigger picture. Yes. So I'm grateful for many things. Uh, but if I have to call out just one thing, I think I'm really grateful for having a amazing set of co-founders after this merger. Uh, like who are more than colleagues, they're smart, they're very passionate about the cause, they appreciate my work. Uh, as then I said before, like we share the same values, belief systems, uh, vision, have complementary skills. It's like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel together. we can do so much i really have very high hopes in terms of the work that we will do in future and i'm really excited about the future so i'm uh, very grateful for having jonathan and somya as my co-founders in airport from the right pitch to lantern to now barefoot edu foundation what started as an effort to actively engage 140 grade 8 students in a school in Govindi is now a collective synergy that is working across three geographies empowering and growing a movement of passionate educators and empathetic learners this ripple effect goes beyond classroom walls and school gates it is seen impacting communities presenting them with limitless possibilities and building a future where no one is left behind and it all starts with opening that one closed door All right friends that's all from us for today's episode if you're left feeling curious or inspired do check out Barefoot's social channels or get in touch with Chubankar himself If you think that someone in your family, a friend or a colleague will find this episode insightful, do share it with them. That's how we can grow our community of change partners and continue amplifying stories of impact. Thoughts, suggestions, feedback, they are all very valuable and welcome here. Do write to us or chat with us on our social channels. Until next week, stay safe and have a good think about what you're grateful for today. <laughs>